Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Scott Toy Guru Nightlike, and you're listening to the Geekcast Radio Network. <laughs> Hey, this is Scott Toy Guru Nightlick, and you're listening to Toycast. So swears Skeletor! And now, Toycast. Oh, yes. Listening to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello, and welcome to Toycast. This is episode 146. I'm, of course, TFG and Mike, and this is the second of a triple shot of display cases. Joining me, as always, Mr. Josh the Floorburger. Hello, sir. Hey, I need some sort of catchphrase for when I start the show. Catchphrase. Yes, yes, you do. I would look into quotes from Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon. Anyway, not saying that you are the villain of this podcast, but, you know, it is what it is. Also, we are joined once again by Mr. Adas Baron. Hello, sir. Hello, hello, hello. And as I said before, this is display case, so we have to play the all-important display case thing, and we will be back in a moment. Don't touch! All right, I will let Josh go first this episode. What toy are you talking about this week? So I am going to reach down and grab it. So I am going to go with one of my favorite Kenner toy lines. It came out in 1995. No. <laughs> and it is a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 figure series with a vehicle, actually thank, a vehicle playset. Thank God it was only that short-lived. And it is called Waterworld, the Power Bow Mariner. And... This was, I think, I, I wouldn't say this is the death knell of Kenner's movie figures that were in this style, but I think it might have been right towards the end of when you would see this style of, of product coming out. And Powerball Mariner, I would say, is the most standard of all of the, the various ones. But let me describe this toy line to you. You have a muscular, sleeveless Kevin Costner. No sign of a receding hairline, so very idealized. He is wearing little little tiny shoes to to fight the smokers and to save the day, apparently. And he's one of one, two, three, four, four variations of the same character. Now, I don't know when... The laws changed, and when we were talking to Scott recently, he did mention that bows, with a bow and arrow, bows that actually have a string attached, there was a point where they started getting identified as a slingshot. And this Mm -hmm. might have been one of the last years where that was not the case, because you could launch the included arrows with him, 
So this was actually my first and for a time my only Waterworld toy because I felt he was the most iconic. And of course, I think this might have been the second Kevin Costner figure to come out with a bow and arrow that functioned and worked. And so it, it's one of my favorites. It's I, I have I have it carded, and the reason I also picked it is that I just found out that it is the only one in the line that has a variant. Yeah, I'm looking at an eBay listing here, and I'm seeing a picture of him with a sleeveless shirt, and then a picture of him with uh, a different color sleeveless shirt. <laughs> well, there's there's two torso sculpts yep. that were made for this figure, and one has sort of drawstrings draping from it, and he's got like a little bandana on and a necklace, mm-hmm. and the other one is more of an open vest, and I can't, without making a ton of noise, I can't really see it from here, but he just has yeah, so, sort of a vest. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, yeah. Or a sleeveless sort of shirt yeah. of some sort. Yeah, and, it's a, yeah. And I recently recently just found this out, and I, I'm the Waterworld guy. I, I, <laughs> I love the Waterworld. And just finding out, and I actually have the two variations loose. I, I don't have the other variation in the package, but to find that out at this point, years after this movie's come out, it's almost 30 years now, just shy of 30 years. And to just to find that out right now is is incredible. But it is a fun figure to actually have that functional bow where you don't have to have any spring loaded action. His arms aren't spring loaded and his arms are molded pretty neutral. So it's not like his Robin Hood figure where he has one hand that is sort of in that holding an arrow pose at all times, which looks like he's ready to scratch his nose if he needs to. <laughs> okay, yeah. So all around, it's it's a solid Kenner-style, five points of articulation figure. It's very clearly recognizable as, as Kevin Costner. It looks just like him if he mm-hmm. spent eight hours in the gym every day for a year. Mm-hmm. Not how he kind of appeared in the movie. And, and it's just it's a solid representation. You you get a lot of accessories and you even get a mutant moray eel. Everybody, it's bright orange and translucent. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't have any other figures from the line, you can have him shoot arrows at this eel. Yeah, they all come with some sort of translucent uh, octopus or squid or. Basically anything you'll find in a sushi restaurant, ladies and gentlemen. For a while, I did have some of the the fish and the packing creatures in my Swedish. That does not surprise me in the least. (laughs) You know, the one takeaway I have from this specific toy, all the listings I've I've done in Google search for eBay, it, that's the first thing that pops up when I search the Power Bow Mariner was two different eBay listings. They're about the same cost now as what a Funko Pop would cost you, thirteen to sixteen dollars. <laughs> oh, that's funny, Das. What do you got this week? So uh, I was going to go with this one item, which I just picked up at Target, which I haven't even taken out of the box yet because it looks so nice. It's a live audio unboxing from ADAS Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Just imagine it in your audio ears. Go ahead. 
<laughs> but what I decided to go with was from essentially the same line, and someone here also helped me acquire this. So, and there's, you know, there's a story that goes behind this, and that would be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out of the, I mean, musical Mutagen Tour set from <laughs> yes. San Diego Comic-Con 2020. Oh, yeah, it says here right on the box. <laughs> And on the back, it, it has a cutout uh, Raphael mask with, it looks like rhinestones on it. I never noticed that. And then it has all of these songs listed on the back, which were not part of the tour. <laughs> because I would know, because I was there in 1990, 91? Yes, One of those there. years. Yep. It was at the Philadelphia Civic Center, and I went with my cousin, my uncle, and my dad. Uh, it was it was a magical evening. I wanted the pizzas that they were throwing into the audience. I mean, it was it it was a nightmare and a, a joyful evening all rolled into one. I walked away with a Raphael tour bandana, which to this day no longer exists, unfortunately. <laughs> but this tour this tour set is really nice. Uh, once you take the sle- the cover off. It gives you this box, which is made on the outside to look like a uh, instrument carrying case. But when you open it up, it reveals basically a stage setup for all four turtles and various accessories. And to say that these figures are horrifying, to say the least, is an understatement. And that's why I love them. They were. It looks like they were used from the... T- TMNT movie line figure base, and then mm-hmm. they added the jean jackets and they gave them new heads. And what was really cool about the heads is how they are made to look like quote unquote animatronic heads, even though they didn't move that much. But the eyes are sunken in more, the teeth are more predominant, the jaws will open up and down, they have the headsets built into them on little wires so you can move them back and forth to fit their faces. The instruments look fantastic. Raphael comes with two, both a uh, synth- synthesizer pad, but of course, the one you really want him to use is the saxophone. Well, yeah. I mean, I have these on display on on my bookshelf, and they're really expressive, and they're they're good with pointing and gesturing, so it looks like they're on stage scaring little children. Mm-hmm. I think I have Donatello pointing right at whoever looks at it. It's it's kind of creepy with the mouth open. Wow. <laughs> so I, you know, you can tell the whole story with how Josh helped you get this, but I loved this mainly for the music, not necessarily for the actual stage performance. Because I remember having the cassette, and I remember having it in my mom's Sony Walkman (laughs) in gym class at the time. And I, you know, you you know, last week we talked about uh, last week, this week, whenever Josh is talking about Waterworld, I never know because anyway, you want to say I I Uh, never knew. (laughs) I'm back, by the way. 
infernal technical difficulties and just when the show was getting interesting. When you talked about Mortal World this week or last week? This week, right? Yeah, last week was free. It's every day, bro. It's every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so earlier in this episode, Josh was talking about Waterworld and not knowing certain facts about Waterworld. I have known about the songs from coming out of their shells since 1990. I never knew that there was a non-album track performed by Shredder called I Hate Music. <laughs> <laughs> that sound that sounds accurate. Well, of course. I mean, it's it's Shredder. <laughs> Come on. No joy for anyone. I still to this day have that cassette, and it still plays, <laughs> which I got when my family took me to Pizza Hut for my first day of kindergarten, and we stayed at that restaurant waiting for our food for over an hour, and I had no intentions of leaving because I wanted my Ninja Turtle merchandise. Mm-hmm. And just like you, I remembered all the songs, and I remember walking from our kindergarten corner in the lunch, the break room, or the lunch room, Mm -hmm. and as I would walk past to the front to get outside, I would always pass the table of the older kids, Mm -hmm. and one, I guess one of these days, I was humming one of the songs, and for, like, the rest of the year, whenever I walked by, they would (laughs) make fun of me for it. (laughs) Well, they shouldn't have, because as crappy as the stage play was, because it was just weird and whatever, the music itself is actually quite awesome. And who knew Raphael was such a a rock star? I mean, yes, you have Michelangelo singing tube, and you have Master Splinter doing Skipping Stones. Pizza Power, you have all four of them doing Count on Us, you have April doing her own ballad. Michelangelo only has, like I said, Tubin and uh and Cowabunga, which I mean it's kind of obvious, but I mean like Leo and I mean, for for the fact that Raphael is the lead singer of coming out of uh, coming out of their shells, that's just crazy to me. But it's awesome. I I love love coming out of their shells. And that set you're talking about those toys and all that. I remember. I think it was probably was because he's usually the one that does it. Pixel Dan. I saw him when it was first revealed. Do a review of of that set. And man, yeah, so cool. Yeah, they're really, love. they're really cool, but they're also NECA toys. And based <laughs> on that, I'm afraid to pose them past what I've already posed them in. <sighs> and I, I, I'm coming late into this conversation, but I've been able to. Uh, <laughs> where's my Goliath figure? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was like looking for my NECA Goliath, which I almost am afraid to touch. 
But I don't, yes, un- I, I don't I would, understand I toy companies that. Go ahead, sorry, Josh. Oh no, I was just gonna say I, I would just. Luckily, with the the turtles, like you know, you give them their guitar, their 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 keyboard or guitar or whatever it was called, and let them stand for a bit. You don't have to do too many dynamic poses with them, but yeah, it's it's it is scary with some of those Nika figures, Neca figures. Mm-hmm. How much, how hard they are to get, how much you spend on them to worry about if they're going to break if you give them a dirty look at the wrong time of the day. So by the time this episode is online, folks, this will have already happened. But NECA, as of this recording, just announced and Pixel Dan got to interview the person at NECA about the TMNT2 Secret of the Use Turtles. Which look fantastic. They look they fantastic. And again, accessory, you know, say, say what you will about NECA and, and all that and whatever. But, man, can that company put in accessories for things? Because, wow. I mean, there's a whole bunch of accessories for that. That it, It's going to be a set. very in-demand set. And I think it's oh, yeah. awesome that they're having that two-week pre-order period to just get anybody who wants it to get in on it and you know there's still gonna be people who miss it but yeah yeah i think Uh, that's one of the best things that they could possibly do yeah with such a glut of tmnt merchandise out right now be it varying uh toy lines i have to be super hyper specific on what i want rather than just buying it all because the price of toys are no longer cheap like they once were yeah and they're they're going to be going up oh yeah so i i have this the uh, tour pack. I have the movie one Mikey. I have this Frankenstein's monster Raphael, which again is amazing. This this is probably going to be a line which I get all of them for. And then I have a stuck for, from Super Seven coming next month, a month or two. I so think it really, releases accurately. Nice that we have so many different options we can pick from. Like if you want the cartoon or if you want the Super Seven. Mm-hmm. Or if you want the movie, or it looks like Mezco is going to have their interpretation coming up soon, too. It's nice that you can have that many, so if you just want the cartoon figures, you can just focus on those. Mm-hmm. If you just want the movie versions, you can just do those. I know some people who are doing all of them, which, it's God madness. bless you, and your disposable income. Yes, and then there's also Funko. I started... Do you, oh, do you like no. Funko? There's always Funko with, with, with Funko, but with Turtles, they did this year, or was it the end of the last year, beginning of this year, whatever. Anyway, they did the comic versions of the Turtles as Funko Pops. However, the cool part about this is that they did they did. They did the turtles and Shredder and whatever, but in all of these things, I'm just going to talk about the four specific turtles. They did eight figures for the turtles themselves because for the 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 main common set is the regular style, you know, the the half color, half black and white. The chase versions of these are all black and white, and I have never. I started with the cartoon, folks, and it's not that I don't want to read the Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird comics, but I have never – the closest thing I get to the Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman original comics 
is what they showed us in Turtles Forever. So, yeah, this is just amazing and awesome. And there's so much Turtles, and there's also so much Transformers. And I am not... (laughs) I am actually switching my pick, and I'll do the other one next episode, since we're talking about Turtles, and I figure, oh, Transformers also happened in the 80s, too. Funko Pops are, I want to say... Three to five inch figures, something like that, three and a half, whatever it is. I I forget what the actual size of the regular Funko Pops is. But they also have six inch figures, ten inch figures, and then they sometimes do jumbo figures and whatever else. So one of the ten inch figures, the only ten inch figure I will ever have, and the only reason why I wanted this was because he was going to be coming with his cassettes. And I hope they do his Autobot counterpart, but... I pre-ordered from GameStop because it was a GameStop exclusive at the end of... No... I forget when it came out. But anyway, Soundwave. Quintessence Inferior. Cybertronians Superior. Soundwave Superior. Autobots Inferior. And Soundwave is his traditional... You know, robot, you know, basically you take the the original 8084 toy and you Funko Pop eyes it and give him a giant head and with his yellow eyes. And that's what it is. Now, the cool thing about this is that he comes with four cassettes and I am like, oh, that's cool. And originally when I saw the images, I thought they were just going to have like little stoppers on his chest to just set the cassettes in there. Oh, no, they've fully like you want to talk about something that Funko has gone all out for. I actually have Ravage inside of him right now. But the the, the, his chest actually opens and they actually intricated all of what a the inside of a cassette deck would be in order to hold these cassettes. And it is single handedly the best thing Funko has ever done outside of like as far as like franchises outside of some of. The uh, the food stuff, McDonald's and, and other other ad icons, but man, this thing is amazing, and it is the only larger sized Funko I will ever have. Because while I like looking at them when they reveal them, I'm like, I have no room for those. <laughs> I have no room for the larger figures. <laughs> and the other thing I want to point out, and I do plan on doing a YouTube video about this, as Ravage will not stay in there. Crap. Yeah, and this thing is heavy as hell. <laughs> like, is it? You know, you always talk about Funko, big tiny or big head, tiny body. Well, with these ten inches, that is like literally the head is like half the figure. So with Soundwave, as I said, he comes with four cassettes. Now people got really pissed when this got revealed because they only showed off Ravage, Frenzy is blue, Rumble is red because they're going off the original toys. So. Ravage, Frenzy, and Rumble all have detailed fronts and backs of what their original cassettes would look like from the 80s toy line. Everybody got so super pissed that they only made Buzzsaw, which was one of his birds. And they were like, they only made Buzzsaw? What about Laserbeak? Because, I mean, let's face it, Laserbeak is the most well-known you know, of of his things. So I didn't really make a big deal of it. I saw everybody online at the time when this got announced to be released that everybody was making a big deal out of it and whatever else. And 
I didn't really because I figured, oh, something will happen or whatever. I eventually, before I got my pre-order at the time, I went on YouTube to see if anybody had actually gotten the thing in hand before I did. And they did. And they showed off the fact that the Buzzsaw cassette, if you flip it around, it's also the Laserbeak cassette. So it doesn't actually show Buzzsaw and Laserbeak with front and back of each of their, you know, bird modes and whatever, like Rumble and Frenzy and Ravage do. But I like that, you know, one one of these, you know, hard-molded cassette things is painted on both sides to look like each of the bird bots. I'm trying to find it right now online. Of course you are. Well, I like to know what you're talking about. That's what a good uh, co-host does. Uh-huh. So, Josh, what else did you not know about Waterworld? Well, unfortunately, I, I obviously got cut off. My computer crashed right in the middle of talking <laughs> about Waterworld. I think it just was overwhelmed by emotion. <laughs> Processing the audio, my computer just, just couldn't handle it anymore. And and I understand that because I feel the same way. And I sometimes will just crash and, and have a blue screen of death go across my eyes. And, and that's pretty much what happened. Mm-hmm. I'm actually finding out a lot more about Waterworld because there is a more recent channel that – I, I think you'll love if you ever wanted to check it out. A recent channel that is actually really going deep into the world of Waterworld. And I, I can't identify anything particularly new that I've discovered. However, <laughs> I will say that the toy line, say what you will about Waterworld, and some of it could be very much deserved. The toy line is not bad for what it is and and for what you get for a early 90s first half of the 90s toy line especially on a movie property Mm -hmm. and after we just found out from scott last week the reason why we never saw more was because a lot of movie lines they live or die by the opening day or opening weekend box office and the bad press around Waterworld that led to a lower than expected box office weekend is Probably why we never saw anything more. Was there anything else planned? I don't know. I don't know if there was another series planned. But there could have been more. Why not? We had five, four variations of Kevin Costner. I would have liked another six or seven or eight. You know, why didn't we ever get his accessory where he turns his pee into water that that was a necessary accessory no that was no no i'm gonna no i'm gonna stop here no that was not a necessary accessory and that could have been it could have had a water squirting feature on it because there one one does have a water squirting feature i'm just saying we big missed opportunity but it's a it's not a bad toy line i also threw in the chat for you guys if you look as far as variations of turtles, because we talked about how we're getting the the Playmates toys, we're getting the comic book, we're getting the, mm-hmm. the Archie comic book, we're getting the cartoon, we're getting all these variations. There were a couple of games and I think puzzles that were put out. And I don't know who the artist is or what the story is behind this variation of turtles, mm-hmm. but they have some very unique shades of green or olive that they're incorporating into the designs for them. And oh, yeah, very, very, uh, yeah, that, ooh. Oh, you know, no, looking. you know, I'm what pretty I, sure I, I had this game. I, yeah, I, did, yeah I did too. I didn't have the game, but I'm pretty sure what they're going off of there is a mix of the toys because 
I remember that Donnie and Leo or two of them were different. Like, didn't Donatello end up being brown at one point? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's – yeah, I mean, that's but, probably – But Donatello what... in this is more of like an emerald green with a with a more indigo purple on it. So they, like they are – Donnie and Mikey. Yeah. But but Mikey's got that weird olivish. Yeah. I don't even know. You like you would think they might yeah. have actually used more like I think if you color swapped and we're we're saying this to an audience who can't see these. So hopefully you can link these pictures well, in. So. Yeah, I will I will put in the I will put it in the yeah. post. Yeah. So the Mikey I think would have been better as the the Donatello because if you swapped the colors of their bandanas it just would have been a better contrast, like a better complement. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I remember having the board game for this, and I actually liked the design for what it was. I thought it was really kind of cool and unique and um, different than a lot of the other stuff we were seeing. But I would love to see variations of these on something. I think Super 7 would probably do it best because these are closest to the Playmates toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting how the Turtles themselves have somewhat of an original look to them. Like mm-hmm. they're not specifically designed on anything in particular, yeah. but the splinter here, aside from his colors, look <laughs> exactly like he does in the cartoon. Yeah. April more or less looks like she does in the cartoon with the exception of her massive head. And you compare it. So the next picture I'm going to send is that is the design for these is a little bit closer to most of the merchandise that came out that we all saw. So everything from the fruit snacks to the cereal, yeah. This is a little bit closer. I think it's called Key Art or something. Is, is yeah. that does that sound familiar? Yeah. I think it's called Key Art that started getting used for everything. So I think at a point they're just they just decided, hey, we're gonna use all the same artwork for everything, and they're not gonna let different artists do some of this some of these variations we see. But I actually really like this board game art and it, the board game's not terrible. My buddy has it. I, I found it at a flea market and gave it to him for his birthday. It's not a bad game. Yeah. I don't remember what the game is about at all, though. I just remember that box. It's about pizza power. A flying saucer food delight. Everything uh, with turtles is about pizza power. And now, in my late 30s, pizza power is just about acid reducers afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're supposed to take that before. I have to take it the rest of the week. So anytime I take it the rest of the week, it's always going to be after. Yeah. That's why it's it's called Beano. Because there'll be no gas after you take it. Anyway. from oh, Thank you, Dr. Blanchard. Yes. Anyway. Again, I just remember commercials. I have no PhD, MBA, whatever, anything. I'm, I'm too illiterate for that. So, yeah, we went down a massive 80s and 90s route in this episode between Waterworld and Turtles and Transformers. and Hmm. Interesting. I just I, I just dropped a uh, yeah I sorry. see it. So I think this is actually supposed to be more based off. I think this is the toy of Donatello. It's a little hard to tell. Yeah, but yeah. he has that more olive skin tone. Yep. So there there is a weird skin color swap. Yeah, and it there's is. something about that brown I always really liked. Yeah, and I mean half the time you didn't have to wash it off from the dirt you got on him because it just kind of blended in as a kid. But anyway, yeah. Uh, oh boy. That, that pizza powered copter turtle prop. Oh, oh, 
Some of it, look, I, you know what? I, I've seen a lot of the people that work now at various toy companies, and I love their enthusiasm, and I will never not appreciate that and never not applaud them for that. But some of these names when we were kids, I would love yeah. to know the people. Like that, the sheer insanity of these designs like, and names. Yeah, yeah, because that would be super, super cool. And more than likely, they were probably just your standard toy designer, artist, just someone who this was just another toy they were making. Mm-hmm. The chances of being quirky toy collectors, yeah. one out of every ten was like that. But this is probably just someone who was thinking, all right, so it's a pizza helicopter. What do we call this? How do we work in enough alliteration that it sounds catchy? Let's make it pizza powered. What does that even mean? Pizza powered prop. That's the that's the the bit like the no, prop part. Well, we, we don't have to logic it out. <laughs> no, like, and I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm just saying, like where this breaks down for me is the TMNT pizza powered prop. Like it just kind of falls off. Like, well, like, the the box on it possibly makes it plausible. Like pizza powered is actually a branding idea mm-hmm. that they try to go with of we're going to have pizza-powered tanks and pizza-powered yeah. dragsters. I'm not sure. I would actually have to look into this. This looks like it's towards the end of the line, actually. And these, yeah. And, and these and these props here that they're using, the propeller, like, it reminds me of a old, it's not a grater, but an old cheese wheel in some, like, Barbie dream house or something in the kitchen that you would find in a Barbie dream house or something, because it looks like one of the old pizza things like they, you know how they used to put the tables in the middle of the pizza when you'd order the pizza from yeah whatever, like it's literally this whole circular thing for, for, for the propeller looks like one of those to me. Ironically enough, those little tables that would come with your pizza, I would use as tables for my turtles. Of course you would. Cause we are just that geeky around here. Oh yes. Yes. Yes, we are. All right, so there actually are a couple of pizza-powered vehicles I'm checking. There's the pizza-powered turtle prop, the pizza-skimming jet boat, the pizza-police combo, the uh, pizza-powered psychocycle, and the pizza-powered sewer dragster, and Don's pizza-powered parachute. The Aren't sewer- you a pizza-powered vehicle? I'm sorry? Aren't you a pizza-powered vehicle? No, uh, that's that's my buddy AJ. That's a whole other story. My buddy AJ, literally the man, like I swear, one of these days he's going to turn into Pizza the Hut and his wife is <laughs> going to turn into the, the, you know, you taste delicious, boss. But it does – I mentioned Food Fighters previously. This does kind of have that Food Fighters using food as weapons kind of deco to it. Yeah, Although everything I, is pizza based. Well, again, it's turtles. It's pizza based. What were like not again? You're you're looking at eighty seven to let's say ninety six for the cartoon. What were the turtles all about in the cartoon? I am currently in the middle of I think season three or four. I, I'm on disc five of the twenty three disc DVD set from the eighty seven animated set series. So anyway. You know, I've watched all of these episodes. I think I've watched like the first, I don't know, 20 episodes of the old animated series. 
They are all, and I, I'm not, I'm not complaining about this, even though I'm going to phrase it this way. They are always talking about pizza, so that was one of the things, you know, to hook in kids. I remember specifically in 1990, my dad was was he already in Kentucky? Yes, he was. He was working for a bus company, a a motor coach company. Uh, and motor coach companies, folks, you know, like Greyhound and that kind of thing. But certain motor coach companies will do like, you know, the old people bingo tours. So all the old people get on the bus and they take them around to various bingo halls and whatever. You know, it's this bingo. It was a thing back in the 90s with the old people, folks. Anything that was left on the bus, my dad would basically just take and either put in lost and found or if it was good enough he would take it and just give it to me i think he actually bought this though i don't think he found this on a bus Uh, the one thing i do remember him finding on a bus is one thing i only ever got barely past the first chapter and i barely got past one of the first lines my dad found a and this is completely away from toys but it kind of does tie back into toys eventually he found a, I assume, an original, one of the original reprints of the Fellowship of the Ring. It was 1994. Wow. I was 14 years old. He brings it home. I start to read it. They were celebrating Bilbo's 111st birthday. I remember this 30-something, 40-something years later. I could not, like, I stopped reading the book after I could not figure out as for, as a 14-year-old what the hell 111st was. You know what the 111st birthday is, Josh? It's he turned 111 years old. Oh, my God. I, my brain just the, – the, the flames on the side of my brain. Anyway, my dad bought me a turtle – a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles full-size beach towel. Okay. Full-size beach towel of the animated series Turtles. It was, you know, no, it was, no, it was a blue towel. It was literally, it was basically the animated series logo screen when it hits the blue background with the green and the red and the whatever. So that, but it's a full-size portrait beach towel with the turtles on it. And in his note that he sent along with this, here you go for when you go to the beach, just don't get any pizza on it. So the whole point of me talking for the last X number of however the hell long I've been going on about this is that pizza, turtles, late 80s, early 90s to mid 90s, it was a thing. So I completely understand them doing pizza-based weapons oh, with I, the turtles specifically. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I loved it. I was one of those kids yeah. who would get – local pizza i think our place was called little italian and we would have the pizza show up to our house and based on what we heard that they would put on it in the cartoon uh-huh. we were trying to find those ingredients to put on it in our house i was I notorious for you, putting peanut butter on it okay peanut butter was the only one that wasn't vomit inducing that we tried and just so happens the angry video game nerd put out a video where he tried all these different combinations they mentioned in the cartoon but what we I loved. I mean, don't, don't. I loved pizza. I was a kid in the '90s. Everything mm-hmm. was about pizza, pizza, pizza. All the pizza we could get. Even bad pizza was good pizza. Now in my <laughs> late 30s, I'm regretting a lot of those choices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's funny you say that because I remember 
and I, I remember the exact scene. And again, I will most likely, with the way that I edit a podcast, I will probably put. Who wants cornflakes? I'm having raisin bran. Choco puffs for me. You wouldn't have any uh, real food, would you? Of course. Sushi. I guess I can hold out until we get up to the street. So, no, it was the 2000s. In the 2000s, I found out, at least in Louisville, Kentucky, about Mr. Gaddy's. Mr. Gaddy's, Gaddyland, whatever you want to call it. It was the it was the pizza buffet place, okay? And it wasn't like, you know, if Lou Malnati's created a pizza buffet. Not that they would ever do that, but, you know, it You'd was be a, there for four hours just waiting for them to stock it. That's, that's, ain't that the truth? Anyway, think of Chuck E. Cheese, but with less mice. <laughs> Hard to do that because it was. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mr. Gaddy's had what they referred to as dessert pizza. And they made some sort of like sugary crust, whatever. And they actually made like literally piping hot chocolate pudding. And instead of the, the cheese or tomato sauce, it would basically be a sugar cookie with hot pudding on it. It was amazing. <laughs> Girl, you'd like a sugar cookie with hot pudding on it. Oh, God. That's – wow. All right. On that note, we're going to get the fuck out of here. I think we just found one of Das's R&B title track releases when he eventually – Comes out of his shelf. that album. I mean, I missed your whole spiel on the, the coming out of the, the shelves oh. tour figures, but I'm anyway. sure I'll catch it when I listen back. Yeah. It uh, and, and the funny thing is, folks, as we're recording this, we didn't even know Josh was gone. Das and I were having so much fun. <laughs> I look at Facebook and I look at Skype and I'm like, oh, shit, there's this giant picture of a frowny face because Josh's compu- computer futzed out on him. All right. This has been episode 146. Das, where can the people find you online? Facebook and Instagram, a period Das Baron. Josh, what about you? If my computer is working, Floorburger553, where I just comment on things that are more amusing than my comments themselves. <laughs> I am at TFG and Mike. You can also follow at TF Toycast and at Geekcast Radio for the other stuff. And keep playing with your toys. And whoa, whoa, whoa. My, my next pick for the next episode almost. Uh, 
he almost took a dive into the soup, folks. Anyway, keep playing with your toys, and we will catch you next time here on ToyCast. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.